Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I wanted to talk footy with you and I wanted to talk Lockie Neal with you. The Brownlow medalist at the Brisbane Lions was on with Jerry and Jono on Sports Day last night. Uh, I love the, the debate around the drop-in wicket. It's, it's one that's been around for a long time. All bar two grounds, main grounds in this country have, have gone with the drop-ins. It affects our major football code in AFL and also, obviously, uh, the cricketers who play on it over the summer. Let's have a listen to, to Lockie Neal on the drop-in wicket and actually cut from a different grain here why he wants it to stay at the Gabba. I like it because it, give it gives us a sort of point of difference and we get to train there, so it gives <laughs> us a bit more of a home ground advantage, I suppose. We um, get to do centre bounces on there a little mm-hmm. bit more often than some other teams. I can't really remember um, anyone getting a concussion or anything from that pitch in my time. I could be wrong there, yep. but it can be a little bit dangerous. I think when you're tackling on, on that surface, you do have to be mindful of it because if you do hit the head there, it's it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. I've been unfortunately put on my back there a couple of times, but um, fortunately not my, not my head and um, it is very hard. So we do have to be a bit careful through that area. Three all. Have you, uh, do they water it? enough to soften it? And if so, does it get slippery and tacky at all? I think um, last year was the best that it's been. There was a really good grass cover over it through the AFL okay. season. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was the best um, that it's been. It was soft enough and had really good grass cover that did give you a little bit of um, padding when you fell there. But in previous years, if it rains um, and hardens up, sometimes like that mud thickens mm. and it gets um, really, really hard and can be slippery as well. Back in the so there you go. That's Lockie Neal talking positively about the, the set of block, the wicket area at the Gabba there, which surprised me. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit. I, I, I'm not sure of the advantage they get training there because um, you know, if you don't get the watering right, turf can get tacky, sticky, gluey, too hard if there's not Concrete. enough moisture on it. I, I mean, yeah. taking that element out, I think, would only be a good thing. Now... Cricket has to look after its own backyard and present pitches, and I think the MCG is a classic example of it, present pitches that are, are good for cricket. We, we've seen the last two pitches at the MCG be absolutely fantastic. Um, that that uh, test, the Ashes test, and then this year's test, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with the pitch in Melbourne. So where do you sit now with it as, as a... As... A well-qualified cricket expert, of course, played it, watched it, commentated on it, broadcasted it, everything you can do in the game when it comes to the drop-in wickets and their quality. So we got a text earlier saying, oh, drop-in wicket, another flat, boring, lifeless wicket. That might have been the, the dialogue, you know, many years ago. But if they, do you think we've got on top of it now from a curator perspective that that, that, that can't, can no longer necessarily be argued? Well, we have to because there's so many other contributing factors now. You know, there's player welfare. You know, if, if someone gets hurt on that pitch in at the Gabba, I wonder then what happens. I wonder if someone does an ACL and never plays AFL again. What happens? Mm. You know, so I think because of that dynamic and we need the ground right and a blanket ruling of what grounds have got to be like for AFL and what grounds have got to be like 
for cricket because I, I think when you start fiddling with that, in, in this day and age, you're asking for trouble. I don't know if you remember this, but last AFL final series, there was a, an outrage in the outer about the music blasted after goals at the MCG, mainly, uh, in finals. And uh, there were a lot of complaints sent towards the, the AFL and the MCC, the Melbourne Career Club there, about this deafening music that was getting played um, during the finals because the AFL controlled the final series unlike the home and away season. And they introduced the music uh, after goals to, I guess, heighten, quote-unquote, the match day mm. experience. But the punters hated it. Absolutely mm. hated it. And in the end, the, uh, the AFL listened and they, they took it away. Um, they took it away for the grand final and some other games as well. But Lockie Neal, you know, they play it up at the Gabba. They play songs after goals all the time up at the Gabba. And Lockie Neal was asked last night by Jared and Jono about uh, the sort of songs that get played for certain players up there at Brisbane. At the start of the year, um, we do put one through. And I think <laughs> if you... If you don't put one through, they pick one for you. Because I know Link McCarthy had Justin Bieber one year, and I don't think he's ever listened to Justin Bieber in his life. So there you go. If you don't pick one, they pick one for you. So that means that uh, I'm, I'm assuming Charlie Cameron's going with Baby Shark uh, every time. And that's the only other reason why he's playing it. Uh, um, uh, he also, gee, they covered a lot of ground. Um, they sp- he spoke about the midfield, Lockie Neal, as well. Um, the depth that they've got in there, of course, uh, now that Josh Dunkley uh, has joined. Yeah, that's it. We've got amazing depths um, through that part of the ground now. And um, I actually feel like through all three lines, we've got really good depth. We added um, Connor McKenna, halfback. Um, we've, we know we've got Richie, um, Kitty Coleman sort of came into his own last year in that position. And um, young Darcy Wilmot has had a great preseason as well. And we saw what he could do in the finals. So, it's not only that mid-forward role, we've got competition for spots everywhere. And um, I actually had a chat with our general manager, Danny Daly, the other day, and he said that he tried to pick a best 22 um, for round one and found it extremely difficult. Uh, that's what we want, though. So, um, yeah, I, I hate to be a coach trying to pick our team at the moment. So they're in a good spot. They've knocked on the door for many years now under Chris Fagan and haven't been able to get themselves um, over the hump or certainly into the last uh, match of the year. So it'll be a big year for the Lions up there uh, at the Gabba. Just speaking of the Swans, uh, I just read yesterday that uh, Sam Reid, who, of course, they took that risk on in the grand final, mm. um, the, the adductor injury that um, oh, horribly restricted him, in fact, rendered him basically useless uh, in the premiership decider. They ran the risk with him. It's something that now John Longmire admitted in hindsight, of course, was a mistake after they were pumped by uh, 81 points. Well, Reid still hasn't resumed full training up there in Sydney. So... He's still on a modified uh, football skills program. The Swans uh, revealed yesterday he's still working to get back into full training. And this is on the 20th wow. of January. So that... That's extraordinary. It's very much buyer beware at the selection table, isn't it, when it comes to... And that might have been the case anyway. We don't, we don't know whether playing him in the grand final made it infinitely worse or what the what the, uh, the diagnosis and the prognosis was. But, um, gee whiz, the fact that he played in that grand final and he still can't get out there and train now in January with, the, with his teammates is It's quite amazing over the journey, the mistakes that have been made in playing injured players. In, you, the, in the, the game for the lot, yeah. In the grand final. You know, yeah. when you look at the intensity of that first 10 or 15 minutes of a grand final, if, if your body's not as functional as it possibly can be, you, you, you just don't. You're not part of the game, and that was that was sort of sad to see, if you like, because poor young Reed, he just wasn't part of that grand final yeah. at any stage. And you know, it, you would think 
you know, that lesson now will just teach that, that if you're not at a level that's been managed for a period of time and you know you can 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 lift that little more, you, you just don't play. You can't. Yeah. And it was a perfect storm for Sydney, though, because he'd been in such red-hot form and was so critical to their run to the grand final. And then without him, it was almost like, well, how can we replace? We can't replace him. I mean, we don't have a logical successor there. So they felt it was worth the risk. It wasn't. And with the crystal uh, benefit of hindsight, of course, uh, they didn't have the crystal ball at the time. It was uh, a mistake, as admitted by the coach. And who was um, the fullback for Greater Western Sydney? That Phil Davis. Did, yeah, did, yeah, did the... Yeah, the yeah. Uh, fitness, fitness test. test pre the bounce of the ball, even when you were sitting there watching him, oh, you could I see he run properly. I remember that at the ground vividly, wow. just thinking that they can't pick this guy. And then when they did, you oh. just thought, wow, unbelievable. Mm. And, and it transpired exactly as it looked like it would in the in the fitness test. But the, when you're playing for sheep stations and you're playing for the lot, I mean, in many ways you can understand the dice being rolled. I mean, it, it works or it doesn't. And when it doesn't, though, the... The fallout is quite significant. We do wish uh, Sam Reed well. Hopefully he can get himself up and running uh, pre-round one, of course. So get involved on the Temper 40 Winks text. They've got your unique bed match profile there.